you're in Seattle, Seattle. And you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to rodandbouncedown.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 508 now of the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up, uh, we got to tell you about an event that we have tonight on Thursday night, and we may have some room for you. It's going to be a life-changing event. Also, you're hearing a lot about Nepo babies right now. What is that all about? And also, Ron challenged me to get Harry's book called Spare. Is it called Spare or The Spare? I think it's just called Spare. Spare. Anyway, I started reading that, and wow. He's a very good writer, if he actually wrote all that. I think he may have. He does have a ghostwriter, but like, he, he, it's, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's jump in. Let's talk about it real quick, because I have to say, uh, they're, they're talking about Harry right now going back to England for his father's coronation, and that there's kind of this big riff, I guess, between him and his brother. And I guess after reading uh, part of the book so far, I can see why there would be a big rift between brothers. How do you see this going down? What do you see happening in the future? And what's ultimately going to happen to the crown, which for some people has become a symbol of colonialism and something that he has really pushed away from? First, before we get into that, do you think he threaded the needle well? Because he's he it seems like he's self-aware. He's like, dude, I know I'm a royal. Yeah. I grew up in a palace. I get all that. And I don't want, if I come across as whiny, it's like, oh, poor little Royal. Like, so he had to root. There's a very fine line where he like has, it's sort of him against the paparazzi, which you can see why with his, his mother's death and everything that happened to him and his wife. Like that's kind of the underlying theme of the book. And so he has to make some complaints and lodge some complaints, but do it in a way where it elicits. He wants you on his side and not being like, dude, you're a royal, and you have a you know uh, security already gone, and silver spoon, and and all you know the crown jewels, all that stuff. Do you think he succeeded in what you've read so far? I do. I think his tone is wonderful, and and I don't feel like he's attacking his family. I think he's just he's just telling a story, and and you can tell that he's been deeply wounded, but also you can tell there's been been some real healing when it comes to his mom and the way that her life was really taken. By, from them by the paparazzi and so for them to continue to go after him and then for people within his family at times to pick up the phone and use the paparazzi uh specifically against him and his wife and float stories out there it really is extraordinary that he would get back on a plane and go back for his dad's coronation so yeah i think he does a great job in like uh, there's some sequences in there where he's talking about and I'm sure you read this part. I believe it was a Christmas and he sets it up like all of our Christmases. He's like, there's my grandma. There's my grandpa. You know, there, you know, he's like going through, here's my aunt and my uncle. And like, we're sitting around the table and here's what we did. And here's what our family eats. And like several, you're like, Oh yeah. Like we, it's like my Christmas tradition. Sure. When my grandma and grandpa were there or whatever. And it's like, 
except they're at a palace. <laughs> sort of, but like he does a great job of kind of going, his grandma likes cookies too. Yeah. And like grandpa liked his dog the way my grandpa liked his dog. And so like you got these vignettes where you felt sympathy in a sense of like, he's just a kid trying to figure out his family, but there's this overlay of royalty. And so I think when I read the story about him going back for his dad, that him and his dad have kind of a cool relationship. Mm -hmm. And like when Harry became a, a helicopter pilot, uh, there's this story of where his dad loved his Audi, I think. And his dad's driving his Audi away from, uh, you know, this meeting that he had. And Harry comes in over the Audi, and it's a training exercise, and asks for permission to blow up the Audi. And so, <laughs> because this is what you would do if, if it was a Taliban fighter fleeing, you would get in low, you'd come up behind it, and you would ask for permission. And so he gets permission to blow up the Audi, and then, you know, he, he obviously doesn't. But he's like, they have a cool relationship with each other in that way. And his dad calls him Darling Boy since yeah. he was a child like he always says hello darling boy and he would sit there when especially when diana died he would tuck him in every night and and harry talks about being afraid of the dark as a child and his dad would come in and they had this routine where he called him darling boy and he would stay there with him till he fell asleep and so i think it's a dad wanting his son to be there uh but then there's all the stuff that you talk about yeah and i, ha and I have to say um is is I'm kind of going through and I and I'm reading the story. It's it's you can tell when when people in your family have gone through therapy, and you can tell the ones that have not. And 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 sometimes his story is hopefully encouraging other people to jump in. And do the work. So when bad things, because 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 rough things are still going to happen within families, but at least when you when you go through therapy or you're in a group session or you have an opportunity to talk with someone about the pain and the anxiety that you're feeling, you you have a place to process it and you have a place to put it. And a lot of times we end up feeling, especially when you don't process this many times, especially when you're his age and all these things happen, that all these things are your fault. And he's had to learn that all these things are not your fault and that it's okay to stand up for yourself and and really fight for the things that not only you believed in, but fight for the things that your mother believed in as well. I, I love that he doesn't rush into the Megan era. He doesn't. Like he talks about previous loves and like a girl in South Africa that he thought might have been the one. And yeah. like he you go through, you know, his his grade school days and into college and and like he doesn't skip it's not a book where he starts with like, I'm married now and I've got kids and let me let me rewind back to my childhood. It just starts in an, in a linear way and yeah. so like he hasn't referenced like he talks about the first time he, he lost his virginity and he talks about taking a hallucinogenic drug and he talks about getting stoned and he talks about uh you know the first time he had a real girlfriend and all of these things in sequential order and so uh, i just find it endearing on that ride of of uh the way the book is structured, that I, I the he doesn't rush into the Megan yeah. part, and I also like that his medals and his brother's medals. I like that those are real. A lot of times, royals have fake medals. They represent things that they never did, or an army they're ceremonially in charge of. Right? It's like you look at Prince Albert and some of those other guys, but these guys are 
have really done the stuff and they've really done the work. I'm glad and I love that. I love the fact that at one point Harry's like, Hey, uh, the spare here, I outrank my brother. I, I outrank Willie. What about that? I will tell you that I, I appreciate the fact that you read the book. Not done and, yet. And, I, but I but and it seems like it's changed your mind a little bit it because has, yeah. a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you had a take about him and I was like, read the book. Yeah. You did. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that you did that because it does, I think it does a good job of changing some perceptions. Yeah. See you guys uh, about 60 seconds. Hey, it's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. You know, the weather's starting to change a little bit, getting a little bit better. Some of us are thinking, hey, maybe I'm going to do a road trip. Maybe I'm going to go up to the ski area. Maybe I'm going to go across the mountains. If you're doing any of those things before you go on a big trip, go get your free Les Schwab pre-trip safety check. They're going to take a look at your tires, your battery, your brakes, your alignment, and more. Then if there's anything that needs uh, fixing, they're going to recommend based on what you really need. Or what if you need some fixings, Ma? (laughs) Anyway, I think that's the Beverly Hillbillies 1943. Anyway, if you need new tires, you guys, save up to $150 right now. It's Les Schwab's Founders Day celebration sale. You can select tire sizes, different types. All you got to do is go to LesSchwab.com and see what's available right now. That's LesSchwab.com or stop by yeah a les schwab tire center just about 84 locations to serve you to find the one near you again les schwab.com that's les schwab where they've been doing the right thing since 1952 hey you guys back to the show in just a moment it's ron and don talking about don uh don sizing <laughs> Is it downsizing or downsizing? Ron, I was looking. We had over probably 12 to 13 clients last year that were downsizing. And sometimes it's the Ron and Don Nation calling us maybe on behalf of an older parent, right? Yeah. And so if you're in that boat, we like to think of it as right sizing. What's the right size of a place for you to live in right now at this stage in your life? There's a lot that goes into this. Sometimes a bunch of possessions you have to go through. Sometimes uh, you're surviving a member of the family and you want to be respectful to the legacy and heritage of your loved one who's passed on. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts of this and we, we know how to do it. We're good at it. We're very respectful about it. And there's nothing better than I love than getting that phone call or picture or text from someone that we've gone through this process. They've gone into their next place and they're like, hey, Ron and Don, thank you for helping me get here to this new place in my life. I've never been happier. Yeah. All right. Hey, you guys, if you want to sit down with us, all you got to do is reach out, right? Yeah, go to ronanddonsitdown.com or you can email me directly, ron at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, a life-changing event is happening tonight. If there's still space available, I don't know that there is at the time of this taping. We'll have another one. We'll have more life-changing events if you didn't make this one. But check it out, ronanddon.com right now slash change. See if there's a space available if you'd like to come. Uh, we're going to meet for a couple hours. You get to meet us, about 30 of us in a room, and just talking about real estate, having something to eat, making a connection, right? And uh, I think it's going to be really fun. We look forward to meeting you. Before we get to that, though, Nepo Babies. In fact, I was in the airport the other day, and I saw someone with a shirt on, a girl walking by, saying and celebrating the fact I'm a Nepo baby. Why Why are Nepo babies, and why is nepotism so much in, in the news right now? In fact, I heard... Uh, I heard Tom Hanks' kids talking about this and Tom Hanks, and he's been attacked because they say, you know, the only reason your kids 
have the position in Hollywood that they have or the opportunities they have is because of nepotism, because of the doors that you and Rita have been able to open up for them. And he basically says, hey, you know what? If I came from a family of electricians, then there's a possibility that my sons would be electricians. Is that nepotism or is that just family business? Yeah, this seems to be... I think that to me why it's trending is because some of the children have leaned into it. I think of Brian Williams' daughter who was in the show Girls. Uh, she basically came out and was like, yeah, it was easier for me. My dad's Brian Williams. <laughs> and so the fact that she acknowledged it, but she's, then she says, but I do good work. Yeah. Like, judge me on my performance, but of course it was easier for me. Yeah. So I think that's the wrinkle is is some young people leaning into that you bring up tom hanks the other one that was a big one was uh judd apatow's daughter uh who's been in his movies since she was a little girl but now she's uh sort of gone on to her own career and it's like yeah my dad's judd apatow um that's gonna be a thing so i i don't know like i i try to get, try not to get um too caught up in this the overwhelming thing that i felt like in this story when i was reading it is like yeah, life isn't fair. Life is not fair. And um, many, many people are, are given more privilege than others. And sometimes it's extreme privilege, like these cases that we just talked about. But sometimes it's just by the virtue of where you were born, your gender, the color of your skin, etc., your social economic place. You, we even did a story a couple months ago where like, if you grew up in a specific school district, that can have an outsized privilege uh, to your life. And so, yeah, life isn't fair. That sucks. I'm, I'm very fair-driven. Uh, it's been hard to digest a lot of this. But nepotism has always been around. I think it's more prevalent in the business world than in the entertainment world. That's yeah. just easier to see. Yeah, and you turn on TV and you see Chris Collinsworth and then you see his son down on the field as a sideline reporter. But he's good. He is pretty good. He's down there with Rodney Harris and he's, right. doing, he's doing a good job. Would he get that job without his dad? There's Hell no. Probably he, not. He, he would probably not get that job. But because of that doors open, uh, he had an opportunity to do that. And I just, I, I have to say, Say, uh, when it comes to doors being open as a result of having a relationship with a parent, for instance, I think sometimes it works backwards. I think it puts a lot of pressure on you. I think about Lisa Marie Presley dying at the age of 59, her father just dying on the other side of 40, her son committing suicide. Think about all the pressure that she felt. Think about all the pressure her son felt, right? And sometimes to live up to the king, I mean, to live up to that, that's why I'm so proud when I look at Michael Jackson's, his kids. It seems like they're doing well. Once they were able to take off the mask and get out in the public and share their self-expression about their stories and own their stories, it seems like they've been really able to take coming from a famous family rather well. But even one of his daughters, she struggled for a long time when it came to thoughts of suicide, anxiety, depression. Kurt Cobain's daughter seems to be going into adulthood well. Yeah. I just Good shared point. with you, uh, yeah. Bono's son just started a band. Yes. And uh, it's called uh, Inhaler. Yeah. And... I love it. It's very good. And, and he does sound a lot like a young version of his dad. Yeah. But um, was it easier for him? 
probably like if you grow up and basically the edge is your uncle and there's instruments around the house. And if you want to learn how to sing, you have one of the best rock singers as your dad, of course, but doesn't guarantee anything. Like you think of Jacob Dylan wanting to be in the wallflowers. It's like good song, but your dad's Bob Dylan. It's like, that's a lot. That's a heavy mantle to carry or, or a uh, Bono's son that I'm blanking on his name right now. Elijah Houston, mm-hmm. uh, Elijah that, you know, he probably doesn't want to necessarily advertise that, but he has to get up there and sing the song. Yeah. He has to get up there and play the guitar. He's the one performing. I actually just bought tickets. They're coming to Seattle at the end of March. And so I'm going to go see it because I like the music. Oh, cool. It's very cool. But like, it, maybe I'll come with. Where's it's, plan? it's, uh, is it nepotism? Yes. But does he also have to be good? Yes. Yeah. Like Bono's not coming up there and singing the song for him. Like he's got to <laughs> sing the song. I have to say Jacob Dylan, I went to see him one time. To me, he's better than his father. And when you listen to him play and sing and perform One Headlight, I think it's one of the best songs in the world. I think it's fantastic. I love One Headlight. I think we're that that concert I think we went to together, it was the Wallflowers, yeah. Van Morrison, and Bob Dylan. That's right. That was a great show. Van Morrison was weird though. Yeah. And I remember you and I and kind of in that genre introducing the traveling wheels. Uh, no, not the traveling Wilburys. Blues traveler, blues traveler, and uh, John Popper gave you one of his microphones, I think. Right? Or harmonicas, or harmonica. Uh, I'm sorry, harmonica. Yeah. Uh, I wish we would have introduced <laughs> traveling Wilburys. Tom Petty, George Harrison. <laughs> Holy cow! Roy Orbison. Yeah. All right. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you in sixty. Hey, Mitch Weeks joins us here from Mitch.Loans, the sponsor of the show. Mitch, we just did a deal for a client, and you've talked about in other spots a 321 buy down. He didn't do that, but he still got a lower rate than the published rate. How did that work? Yeah, you can do something called paying points, where you actually pay a certain percentage of your loan, usually less than a percent of your loan. It's not that big a number, but he got the sellers to pay it, and that was great negotiating by both of you. And so the sellers gave him a chunk of money up front that bought down his rate. Market rates now in about the seven percent range, and they used you know fifteen thousand dollars to buy down their rate to a six percent. So for the whole life of this thirty-year loan, he gets to pay his loan as if rates were a six percent when he bought. Even though they were a seven. If it drops down lower than that, he can refinance. He absolutely can. He can get out of that loan at any time. There's no prepayment penalty on any of our loans. You can refi, pay it all off if you win the lotto, or just start paying more. And there's an advantage to doing that. And we can talk about that with you too. All right. So we have a bunch of different strategies to finance a purchase right now. Uh, You can check out Mitch's website at Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Before we get out of here, uh, your thoughts on the Chinese and their balloons that carry payloads that are bigger than three city buses? And evidently, these have been flying over the United States, Latin America, parts of Europe for a long, long time. How did NORAD not catch that one? How did the former president not catch that one? In fact, his administration is going, I don't know. We didn't know anything about these Chinese balloons. And evidently, there's a whole fleet of them now. Uh, what do you make of these Chinese balloons? And of course, they're going through the technology now and they're finding things like antennas. And, and I, what, what do you think China is really doing here by floating these balloons? I which, which, be- is a, which I have to say, some of the memes are just freaking outstanding. They're funny. They're funny. I, I got to come clean on this. Since we left terrestrial radio, these are the type of stories that I don't even read. 
<laughs> I did not watch the State of the Union. I don't care what the right. yelling liar thing is. Yeah. Uh, the Chinese balloon thing, which is red meat for a certain type of story. Like I didn't, I, I saw the story, yeah. but I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know that now that I'm not uh, on trust for radio. So it seems like a story, but like, I, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I did. I just, I took a flyer on that one. You did. Okay. Anyway, we did blow the balloon up and then we did find out that we had, cause, cause they say, well, why didn't you shoot it down? The reason they didn't shoot it down is cause we had, I think it's called the U 22 that collects uh, a lot of inf- information and surveillance. It was flying over the balloon most of the time, collecting information. And they say, well, the reason we didn't want to blow it out of the sky is because we didn't want to hurt anyone down below. I think they didn't want to mess up the the information that they were collecting as well. Well, meanwhile, if, I mean, if you're worried about China and you have TikTok installed on your phone, they don't need a balloon. <laughs> They're, they're surveilling you right now. All that information goes back to the Chinese government. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening to episode 508 of the Rod and Dodd Show. We'll see everybody at the life-changing event tonight. And if you didn't make it, we can still sit down with you. All you got to do is go to ronanddonsitdown.com. We'll talk about investing in a piece of real estate, buying, selling. We're a regional company, and we can help you just about anywhere. So let us know, too, when you reach out that you're part of the Ron and Don Nation. When you go to ronanddonsitdown.com, you get signed up for a sit down today. Want the newsletter? It's all there. Run it on sit down.com. And again, we'll see everybody tonight. Very excited to meet you. Okay. He's Ron Upshaw. You can find him on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm Don O'Neill 34 on Instagram. Just Don O'Neill. Give me a follow on Facebook. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you for episode 509 on a Friday after our life changing event. Yeah. It's just a quick episode. Every Friday, 15 to 20 minutes, we're talking real estate. So make sure you listen to episode 509 and give us a like. Make us one of your favorites and give us a review. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network.